listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. listening to Framework Focus, the podcast that explores trends, innovations, and insights in the long-term care pharmacy industry. Join us as we connect the entire LTC ecosystem. And we're back. Hello. Once again, my name is Dr. Mark Fulton, and you are listening to Framework Focus. This is the first and only podcast 100% focused on long-term care pharmacy, brought to you by SoftWriters, the first and only software platform focused on the unique needs and workflows of the long-term care pharmacy. I am super excited to be talking to you once again today. Welcome back to our third episode. We have a great show today. Today, we'll be talking to Donna Adendorf, who is the Vice President, Skilled Nursing Center Operations at Tarina & Associates Healthcare Company, and also Jamie Butler, the National Sales Manager for the Compliance Store. Uh, This is a fantastic organization I've had the pleasure of getting to know Really excited to bring them out and share what they do with you. You know, we talk about regulatory compliance and long-term care. That's a huge animal. It's something we can't talk about. We can't tackle on a on one podcast. Um, when we think about pharmacy, pharmacy is probably the most heavily regulated profession out there, right? It's right up there with running a nuclear power plant. Um, there's so many regulatory authorities that govern how we do what we do inside a pharmacy. And you know, you almost have to have a law degree in addition to a, a clinical degree to really run a pharmacy efficiently and comply with all the laws and regulations. And so achieving and maintaining compliance with all those regulations, that's not a one-man job. You know, that takes collaboration, takes a village, it takes a lot of people working together, understanding what's important in order to achieve and maintain that compliance. And it really matters because I don't have to tell you guys what happens if that compliance doesn't happen. If you don't meet those regulations, you get an inspection, you have an issue where you know, you're not meeting those regulations, consequences can be really dire. That can shut you down. So without further ado, I want to introduce our guest. Uh, let's talk about the compliance store. Uh, Jamie, tell us a little bit about uh, your background and tell us about the compliance store, what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you again for this opportunity. And I think you said it best. Um, We're all in the business of of making sure we get it right. You know, getting it right matters. Um, And and really, that's what the compliance store is all about. We're we're a a, a unique resource um, for skilled nursing facilities nationwide. And I say unique uh, because we're very comprehensive. We, we truly cover all the different areas of long-term care. We do this uh, for skilled nursing facilities. We want to make sure they had the right information at the right time to really create that true culture of compliance that we're all looking for. Uh, the compliance store, we do this through our, our research and development department. We have a staff uh, that's been in the industry for a long time. They're out there in that big sea of information for everybody. Um, And and they're out there and they're gathering all this information from all these regulatory agencies. And they're pulling that information in and what we we call here, curing it for our long-term care customers. And our customers, which this again makes us very unique, um, our customers can go on our web-based site 
and they have everything at their fingertips. Everything is up to date for them. If there's a regulation change, we communicate that change to them. If there's a guidance update, we communicate that to them as well. And we automatically update the tools that go along with that. So our customers are always in the know of what, what is, is changing in the industry, what it means for them, and they have the tools that go along with it. And that's what makes the compliance store really unique. I would, I would absolutely agree with everything Jamie is saying and sharing about the compliance store. It's kind of like uh, in long-term care, you can feel sometimes like you're drinking from a fire hose. There are so many regulations out there. Um, they're constantly changing. One thing we can count on in long-term care is that change is inevitable. And the compliance store is really the partner for us that keeps us uh, informed, helps to point us in the right direction with our focuses and our initiatives and our facilities so that we can uh, do just like you said, Mark, maintain that regulatory compliance, because if we don't, it affects really everything that we do. We have to maintain regulatory compliance to stay in business. And at the same time, we want to always be sure, too, that we are focusing on um, the residents. Uh, the resident is at the center of everything we do, providing excellent resident care and also uh, 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 focusing on our staff. And the compliance store has just really been a big help for us in, in doing all of those things. It's like uh, running a small town when you're uh, uh, an administrator in a, in a nursing home <laughs> or a d director of nursing. When you combine the residents and the employees and the family members and the vendors and everybody that's involved in taking care of our residents, it is really a small village. And it does take it, a village. It, it really does. And, and, we, and we got our start, really, because we own and operate uh, through Tareen and Associates, uh, three nursing facilities, skilled nursing facilities in the state of Alabama, including the largest one yeah. in, in the state. And we realized there just had to be a better way to get in front of all this information. And, and that's where the compliance store was born. And we're now uh, in all 50 states. Uh, I think we service somewhere around 5,000 facilities nationwide. Uh, so it, it's something that is desperately needed, um, and we're just uh, very grateful uh, for our customers and, and the way they talk about us and, and the way they use us and, and uh, just the stories we hear back from them about how we save them time, effort, energy, money, and, and we're happy to do that for them. Because really... In what we do, the more we can stay in front of our residents and our staff and our family members and spend time developing relationships with them, uh, the better our outcomes are because we know really the world revolves around relationships. And inside of that, there are so many regulatory compliance pieces and parts that we also have to meet the compliance store really is the partner that helps us do the heavy lifting by having the uh, the policies and procedures, the job descriptions, the emergency preparedness plan that we need, um, all those pieces that uh, require the regulatory attention uh, are there on the compliance store for us so that we can spend our time in front of our customers, in front of our residents, in front of our families, in front of our employees, to also help make that part of our business work and be Excellent. successful. You know, I, 
what really fascinates me about the compliance store is now your company services skilled nursing facilities exclusively, right? Correct. And and this is a pharmacy podcast. And so our customers, long-term care pharmacies, they wouldn't be able to directly uh, utilize the compliance store. But the reason I'm having you on here and the reason why I think it's so important that you're out here talking about what you do is that our customers, the long-term care pharmacies across the country who support these facilities, the facilities are often understaffed. They often have low budgets. They often are struggling just to get the regular day-to-day work done. And so they rely on the pharmacy as a partner to help them not only provide the medications that are needed for their residents, but also to manage compliance. You know, the, oftentimes the facilities look to the pharmacies as a partner uh, in managing compliance and making sure that they're aware of and stay up to date on the regulations, making sure that, you know, they don't inadvertently impact their star ratings, their Medicare reimbursements, um, you know, those types of things. So, you know, tell me about how you guys have interacted with facilities and what that relationship is like. And tell me about some of the benefits that they've gotten from your platform. I would say the uh, interaction at the compliance store, we have a tremendous retention team. And oftentimes we'll get phone calls from customers asking about a specific program or asking, um, do you have uh, an emergency preparedness plan? Can you direct me to that? And so in doing that, we can direct them to that particular part of the site that actually has the emergency preparedness preparedness plan for them. And all they have to do really is individualize that plan uh, for their facility. And um, those interactions happen on a regular basis. Sometimes we may get a call and a customer's in the middle of a survey. Um, They're concerned about um, an issue that has come up during a survey. And we'll direct them to the site where, where there's a a policy and procedure to describe uh, what it is they need help with, or um, generally speaking to outside of survey, not necessarily just in survey, but staff competencies on the site, um, uh, help our our customers uh, be compliant with that part of our, our regulatory component that requires that we, we do have staff competencies, that not only do we have adequate staff, but that we have uh, trained and educated and informed staff on what it is they actually need to be competent in to care for and provide that particular service to the resident. So, uh, yeah, we get a lot of letters um, mm-hmm. all the time from facilities thanking us and, and telling us, hey, you know, you guys had that right policy that we did not have. And I, I was able just to go over there and pull it and, and get through this survey deficiency free. Um, we've even had letters from administrators telling us they they feel like they've gotten their life back because they're no longer (laughs) locked in a room trying to develop all these plans and write all these policies and they can um, again go spend time with those residents and and also have a life outside of the facility uh, as well so we we hear it from all different sides and um, it's just it's something that we're really proud of to be able to to provide Oh, that's excellent. You know, I can really relate to that. So in my role, uh, I'm actually the director of regulatory compliance for our product suite at Softwriters. And one of the things that really brings me a lot of job satisfaction is when we're able to incorporate 
a regulatory compliance feature into our software products that gives our customers peace of mind. You know, one less thing for them to worry about, knowing that that compliance is baked in to the product, you know, because compliance is competence. Compliance is something that you have to do. It's table stakes in the game, I think, for anybody who wants to participate in the healthcare sector whatsoever. In the pharmacy arena, compliance can actually be a competitive advantage, you know, for your pharmacy. I mean, everyone has the same drugs. So how do I compete against, you know, other pharmacies that are competing for that facility business? Mm-hmm. Compliance is a factor in that. You know, how can I not only be more compliant myself and deliver a better service of my product, but how can I help that facility achieve and maintain compliance? Because, you know, pharmacies are part of the equation here. So from your perspective, uh, for our listeners, what do pharmacies really need to know? What is something that pharmacies might not know that they really should about long-term care facility compliance? I, I would say it's important for our pharmacy partner to understand and help uh, or assist with things like uh, medication reconciliation, um, what the processes are behind that program in the facility, because that is a, a, a huge part of regulatory compliance in our facilities, as well as um, managing uh, antipsychotic usage in our facilities. That is uh, something that's very heavily regulated in long-term care based on black box warning labels on those antipsychotic medications and uh, routine pharmacy consults for the entire medication regimen that the residents may be, you know, that that the residents are on would be very important. Excellent. Thank you so much, Donna. Hey, folks, we're going to take a short break here and we will be right back. Hey, Framework Focus listeners, I am excited to tell you that the Pharmacy Podcast Network is part of the annual user conference in Boston, which is the annual user conference for soft writers. Um, Mark, you and I are both going to be there. Um, I can't wait to actually work with you in person with uh, some of our clients, some of Framework's users, some of your um, industry partners. Uh, Talk to us about your excitement about the upcoming user conference in Boston. Oh, absolutely, Todd. It's going to be terrific. You know, the Framework LTC user conference is the premier event for LTC pharmacies who use our products. It is going to be held at the Encore in Boston Harbor, September 11th to the 13th. Registration is open now at softwriters.com. And one of the things that I love most about the user conference is the opportunity to engage with our customers, to really hear that feedback, to hear what our customers think about our products, our strategy, you know, hear those stories about how we've been able to help them, hear what their pain points are, and give us information on how we can improve, how we can make a better product and be better partners in the long-term care pharmacy industry. Yep. And what I what I know just from gathering with people in our industry, especially when you start to get really specific and go from general pharmacy to something that's very special around consulting pharmacy and long-term care, care long-term care technology and usage and leverage is you you really pull through some amazing ideas of what we have to do in order to get to the next level by coming together, not only from maybe software updates or something, but even workflow. Oh, and it really is, Todd. 
I mean, when you look at some of the the major features, the major enhancements and uh, ways that we have made our product better over the years, a lot of those ideas for new products and features, they come from our customers. Yep. They come from direct conversations with folks who are using our software every day, who work in long-term care. They know the ins and outs and they know what they need to make it better. You know, if I could only have this, this is what I need. And when we understand those needs, uh, we're able to deliver on that. And with quality, with precision, with deliberate action. And I'm really proud to work for a company that really places the customer at the forefront yep. of how they design their strategy. Mark, when is the dates again for the conference? Uh, the conference will be September 11th through September 13th. And again, that's at the Encore in Boston Harbor. Uh, it's going to be a great time. This is the best opportunity you have if you're a Framework LTC user. You want to come out to this. You're going to meet our product team. You're going to meet our customer support team. You're going to meet our sales team. You're going to meet the folks that actually make the donuts and make this <laughs> stuff work. It's really exciting. And our team is super excited to talk to everyone there. Uh, we're, we're thrilled. We can't wait. Thank you so much, uh, Mark. And uh, back to the show. All right. And thank you so much. We are back with Framework Focus here with Donna Adendorf and Jimmy Butler from the Compliance Store. Uh, so what we're talking about now is kind of gave an intro as to where we're at. I want to talk about some of the current issues here. Let's talk about some of the things that are happening right now that are affecting long-term care facilities with compliance. Uh, and tell me about how you're managing this and what you're seeing out in the field. So I think the first thing that's top of mind right now is in May, the public health emergency ended at the federal level, kind of bringing us out of COVID-19, at least on paper. So uh, what are some areas of concerns for skilled nursing facilities as we kind of move into this next phase of the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I would say... You know, absolutely. What we're what we're experiencing right now is uh, coming out of the pandemic. We call it maybe hitting the reset button for us in our facilities. The pandemic required intense focus and vigilance from everyone in the facility to manage and safeguard the residents, as well as at the same time uh, meet the requirements for reporting. Um, keeping up with all that data as far as uh, active cases and reporting um, who had been vaccinated. And we continue to do some of that today. So those things are still a focus as far as vaccination, status of residents and employees, as well as um, active cases. But managing ourselves out of COVID requires tremendous leadership. And while we're still doing some of those things that are required for reporting related to COVID, we're trying to hit the reset button in, in our facilities in a way that brings our team together, um, steps back, takes a look at, you know, okay, these are the things that 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 we know are important for us from from a long-term care standpoint. Uh, getting back to basics, where maybe there be there were gaps in some of our care delivery processes, or maybe gaps in some of our uh, admitting processes from start to finish, from, from when the resident comes to us during, during their stay and then when the resident discharges back home, just taking a step back and looking at all of our systems and processes and where maybe we have some gaps now 
that um, that happened during COVID or just generally those things happen and we have to go back and evaluate, reassess where we are and focus our team in a direction that we feel will get the best benefit for our residents. One of those areas, of course, uh, that matters most is what we do as leaders. You know, what we do as leaders matters. Staffing is a tremendous challenge in our industry. You mentioned that earlier, Mark, and it continues to be a tremendous challenge for us and, and everyone really across the nation. And the pandemic really only highlighted uh, that issue as far as with the, the nursing shortage nationwide. And so we we want good leaderships in leadership in place. We want good leadership programs in place because leadership matters. People want to work for leaders who understand the business, who also make them feel valued and respected, uh, where there's a culture of trust. And, and with the compliance store, we're able to pull on the leadership training programs that are on the site uh, to help our customers uh, develop those programs. Uh, make sure that they have programs and things in place for their leaders to use to um, help their employees uh, feel that from their leadership, feel those, uh, um, I guess, the focus on the employee. The employees are really the link we have to our residents. So how they feel about what they experience in the workplace is very important. Yeah, and what better way uh, to really help help your employees than by by helping them by doing the heavy lifting for them by by providing them uh, with the tools they need for that. You know, you really bring up a good point, Jamie, because uh, when you're a new employee in a place that is heavily regulated, it can be very overwhelming, especially during that onboarding period. I used to work for a closed door pharmacy that did uh, sterile compounding. And it was my first first job in sterile compounding. And there were a ton of SOPs and policies and procedures and I mean, logistic things that I had to learn just beyond the pharmacy part of it. Uh, in order just to walk in the door of that clean room, it took two to four weeks of prep and training and, and, and physical training. It was a lot more physical than most people think. But my point here being that it, there's a lot more to it. And when you join an organization that's heavily regulated, it can be really overwhelming. And having a partner to help you through that process of you know, achieving compliance, understanding what these regulations are, understanding what I have to do in order to do my job safely, in order to comply with the laws, and so that I can ultimately take better care of these residents, you know, that's such a huge lift off your shoulders. It's this, uh, you know, this pressure you don't have anymore when you have a partner in regulatory compliance. Uh, let's talk some more about staffing challenges. Um, so tell me some more about what you're seeing in the industry as far as long-term care facilities out there. Is the staffing problem getting any better? Is it getting worse? Is it staying the same? And what do you think could help it uh, as we move forward? Our experience shows that the staffing challenge is still real. The nursing uh, staffing crisis in this country is very real. Um, the minimum staffing mandate that is coming from CMS down the pike, we're waiting on that to be published any moment. Uh, and positioning ourselves to be successful with that. Um, is going to be a tremendous focus and a, 
you know, we we say this, we want to take the best care of the resident that is possible. We want to have adequate staffing. We want to have better than adequate staffing. Um, I don't know that the mandates will, the, the mandates will certainly not create additional nurses. Um, there is a finite number of nurses there. So uh, in this country and in this state and in every state across across the nation, there's a finite number of nurses. And so the things that we have experienced that help with that are um, identifying employees in your facility that maybe have a desire to improve their life circumstance by maybe going to school and they have the they have the ability to do that, but they may need financial support to do that. Um, entering into agreements with employees uh, that are interested in doing that and and growing your own, so to speak, is one approach that we have seen be successful, as well as um, developing uh, in-house uh, nursing assistant training programs that can help support uh, the CNA, the certified nursing assistants that are needed in order to provide uh, adequate care for our residents. Uh, doing those things certainly helps to, uh, you know, provide yourself and your facilities with the staff that you need to care for the residents. Um, but that in and of itself, I don't believe will fix or correct uh, the problem. There is a real staffing issue in our nation uh, with nurses, RNs, LPNs that are, you know, going to desperately be needed even as we go into the uh, the 2030 era as we the graying of the nation you know you hear it called uh, all the time across the board and there's there's going to be a tremendous need even more than what we are experiencing now um so i don't i don't know what the there's no magic bullet for that yeah that's what, that's what i was say i wish there was a silver bullet that yeah. just take care of the, the problem but it, i think it's a it's a combined effort when we think about staffing challenges, and this is something we've seen on the pharmacy end as well, I think not nearly to the degree that we've seen in the long-term care facility area. But one of the things that I've heard from pharmacies that can alleviate some of that is efficiencies in the pharmacy process, automated ordering, automated cycle fill, uh, you know, how pharmacies can reduce that burden on the facility. You know, how can we take effort off of there and save time and manpower at the facility level by automating processes on the pharmacy end and by building in some of those compliance tools and resources that facilities can use to save time and save space and eventually hopefully get more done with fewer or the same amount of people. So let me talk about payment because that's another issue that complicates this even more. Facilities are you know, that staffing mandate is coming from CMS, but the money's not there in a lot of cases. So we have a lot of payment issues that are affecting long-term care facilities here in the coming future. You know, we have this, you know, increased amount of money that they're going to have to pay out for additional staffing, but also we have different payment models. Uh, CMS is moving to this patient-driven payment model, more of a value-based, outcomes-based payment model. So tell me how that is affecting long-term care facilities and how you see that impacting uh, you know, operations on the facility side. Well, you know, the patient-driven payment model was introduced in October of 2019, and then the pandemic followed shortly behind that. 
in March of 2020. And so we had barely got our feet wet, so to speak, with the patient-driven payment model when the pandemic was upon us. And so attention and focus, of course, to manage the pandemic and to manage COVID-19 in our facilities was at the forefront. So when we talk about hitting the reset button, uh, PDPM is part of that reset button because of course, the patient-driven payment model is very different from the RUGS system that we were under prior to. Uh, it's very, uh, it's driven by, uh, not by the utilization of therapy minutes, so to speak, or therapy services. It's driven by the, um, the condition of the resident, the diagnoses of the resident. The nursing services that are provided to the resident really drives the patient-driven payment model, and the MDS is the vehicle that is used to capture all that information and then in turn create the HIPS code that is used to build a claim in the nursing homes. So to say all that, I say, you know, there are changes coming with that tool as well in October of this year. So the compliance store is also getting our customers ready and reassured with information and training regarding the changes that are coming with the MDS in October of this year as well. But you need uh, nurses driving that process as well. The MDS is a, a, a clinical document. Uh, it includes nursing, social services, activities. It includes the interdisciplinary team has to be a part of that. So. Um, it's not, it doesn't operate in a silo either. So I would say that with patient-driven, the patient-driven payment model, um, the nursing shortage affects that as well. And that's your, that's how you create your, um, your, your, your HIPS code for your billing. It impacts your revenue. It impacts your Medicare rate. So clinical and uh, financial reimbursement is really connected at the HIP in the patient-driven payment model uh, in a different way than what it was under the RUG system. So having um, consistency with the individuals that are completing those assessments, completing those MDSs, uh, having adequate nursing staff to devote the time, effort, and energy to complete those assessments, um, that's how the staffing challenge really matters there inside of that, inside of that payment model. Um, because that is, that doesn't affect your reimbursement. Mm -hmm. No, you really bring up a good point there because under that patient-driven payment model, the, the reimbursement, it, it's not about number of treatments. It's about the value. It's about the complexity of that patient. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that, that we've seen is it, the patient-driven payment model is going to incentivize a different type of patient to be the desired type of resident in a long-term care facility right? We don't want a patient that's just going to get a lot of treatments and be very simple. It's going to actually pay more to have a patient that's very complex. We're talking multiple disease states, lots of medications, you know, complicated regimens. Um, these patients who need a greater intensity, a greater acuity, you know, of care, that's going to cause a greater reliance on the pharmacy to help manage these patients' medications, to help prevent adverse drug events, and to ensure that uh, long-term care facility staff are properly you know, acquiring, managing, and addressing the drug needs of those residents. So like you said, it's a really an interdisciplinary team that has to come together to help manage that and to help address 
what are we doing with all these higher acuity patients and how are we going to manage them effectively with the limited resources we have? You know, another way that pharmacies can, can truly help out long-term care facilities in the area of compliance is with hazardous drug handling. Uh, the USP 800 guidelines are going to infect are going into effect on November 1st of this year, and they'll be enforceable. The states are enforcing these in a, a kind of a crosshatch pattern of different ways. Some are taking it a little bit more intensely than others. But across the board, we have these new guidelines for how anyone in the industry, anyone in healthcare who handles hazardous drugs, uh, what precautions they need to take, how they need to handle and dispose of them. And those guidelines are really important. Not only is it a requirement, it's a regulation, but also it protects the public. It protects the workers in the healthcare industry who are administering and dispensing these drugs to make sure that no one's inadvertently exposed to a drug that is harmful or toxic. You know, one of the things that I know we have in our software is we have baked in USP 800 compliance so that pharmacies can uh, access this library of guidance information that is updated regularly to help them comply with all those NIOSH handling guidelines so that if a pharmacy employee, right, you know, what kind of precautions do I need if I'm dispensing cisplatin? Or they can actually provide this to the facility to say, hey, you know, the facility needs to know I'm going to be administering this cytotoxic drug. What kind of precautions are recommended that I use, you know, so that people don't get injured? But as we look to the future, there are a number of other issues that are coming into play that are going to affect how long-term care facilities are reimbursed, the patients that they receive, and the type of care that they're providing. So when we look at the regulatory landscape uh, at the compliance store, what are some future areas of concern that you folks are watching uh, to see how these developments shake out? We're watching the changes in the SNF value-based purchasing program. We're watching the SNF quality reporting program so that we can make sure that we continue to keep our customers up to date with the tools necessary to keep themselves compliant and performing uh, optimally in those areas because we know the SNF value-based purchasing program um, it will have a heavy emphasis on specific quality measures. And we will have we have all that information on our site on the compliance store and also uh, staying tuned in to the changes that are forthcoming with the MDS, which of course is tied into the the patient driven payment model. Those changes are coming up in October, um, as well as we're keeping uh, ourselves informed and up to date on the staffing minimums so that we can also, um, help our customers make sure they're positioned to be successful as much as possible with that, considering the staffing crisis that we're all experiencing. However, I will say too that on the compliance store, um, the the five star technical users guide gives you insight, and it's it's on the site as well on the compliance store site. Um, when you receive your provider preview report you can look at your staffing rating to see where you are in your hours per resident per day, and then look at the, the guidance and the five-star technical user's guide to tell you, you know, what are your, what are your cut points uh, as far as your hours that you're achieving in your own staffing rating inside that five-star rating that we all get to see um, where you are and are you gonna need to move the needle with your hours per resident day and by how much based on what CMS uh, publishes as the staffing minimum requirements. 
And some of those staffing ratings inside of that, in the star rating, in the five-star rating, you get a separate staffing star rating. Um, some of the VBP in our uh, skilled nursing facilities is also going to be tied to that staffing component. So it touches multiple aspects of what we do. And uh, the compliance store keeps its customers up to date. And we keep ourselves up to date at the compliance store so that we know the information is on the site for our customers to use and have access to. Well, that's fantastic. You know, knowing where you're at and knowing where you stand with CMS at a glance is a huge help, I think, to long-term care facilities. And it's also helpful for pharmacies, right? Because if pharmacies know what levers the facility needs to pull to increase those star ratings, uh, they can target what services and what help they can provide, knowing how we can help on the pharmacy side to help our facilities stay in compliance. Uh, it's a, it's a two-way street, and it really is a partnership when we talk about regulatory compliance in the long-term care space. Uh, I want to take a moment here just to plug once again our user conference. Uh, want to welcome any of our listeners out there who have not registered. Please take a look at our website, uh, www.softwriters.com, and please save the date and register for our annual Framework LTC user conference, September 11th to the 13th in Boston. Uh, we are going to be up in the Northeast, and we are going to be super excited to meet with our customers, to share what we've been doing, and to provide a really amazing glimpse at the road ahead. And so I want to take a moment to thank Todd and the Pharmacy Podcast Network, uh, thank Dada Adendorf and Jamie Butler from the Compliance Store. Uh, I want to thank our listeners, and uh, we will see you next time on Framework Focus. Yeah.